Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Today, I want to jump into something in more detail. You know how we always talk anti-inflammatory. Let's tone down the pro-inflammatories. What are the acne triggers? Today, I want to talk about the acne fire. So. (laughs) I love it. I I actually love this topic. It's my favorite. Well, it's so understated. And I know listeners and clients, they're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was doing all of this. I didn't realize this is a stacked, Mm -hmm. you know, staircase where it builds on each other. It's not about that quick internet search. So what we want to do is when we talk about the acne fires, it's really that word inflammation. And the secondary word called oxidative stress. So just, you know, I have to say a geek fact. So oxidative stress, another another word for that is free radicals. So if we're going to look at that definition in all that geek manner, it's uncharged molecules. They're typically highly reactive and short-lived and having an unpaired valence electron. So what does that mean in essence is I don't know why I'm here today by the way. It Chris is just going to teach the whole time. I'm just going to well, stay here what, and nod. What do our clients say to us? They say, "Hey, you know what? We really enjoy that little extra nugget of information, that little something." Yeah. Of course. I'm just grinding your well, ears today, Chris. I haven't finished my matcha yet today, okay. so I'm a little Jeez. testy. Anybody want to take today for me? (laughs) Anyone want to come in and swap out? (laughs) All right. So just quickly, when we have inflammation, it's chronic or acute. Fair? That's what it is. It's, you know, it's, oh my gosh, I'm cramming for this test. My daughter's going through exams. Boom. So it's acute. By the way, I gave her alpha lipoic acid. Don't try this at home, but I'm just letting you know because it helps regulate her blood sugar. So it doesn't, you know, but it's part of her protocol regardless. So as every as everybody's going to run out and get it, it's I'm like, like no, Instacart, don't do it's it. ALA. But the thing with inflammation, right, is there's mm-hmm. two types of inflammation. Of course, like you just said, right. there's acute inflammation and there's chronic inflammation. And acute inflammation is really important. We want acute inflammation because it's the body's natural response to injury, infection, and irritation. It really helps the body immobilize that injury and promotes the ability to repair and heal. So think about when you break your arm, right? You're going to get redness and swelling. It's because the body's telling you to immobilize that. Don't move it anymore. You're going to screw with it. We need to start repairing it. In an acne perspective, you'll generally see this type of inflammation in the pimples themselves, right? We're thinking the the red inflamed look and response to the acne bacteria or infection of the pore from that acne bacteria, right? So in the context of chronic inflammation, this is where it becomes an acne sufferer's worst nightmare. So Chris, when we're looking at that chronic inflammation, It can be coming from a wide amount of places. So first, I want to explain what chronic inflammation is. And then don't worry, we're going to talk about where it's coming from. How can we be working against it? What am I trying to say here? See, I haven't had my matcha. How we can be fixing it. Fix is the word I was looking for today, everybody. Get a straw. Sip Sip my matcha. (laughs) Sip my matcha. Sip my hot matcha through a straw. That's really great. Okay. So when we're looking at inflammation, we have to be thinking about this before the pimples even pop up themselves. Inflammation really is at that cellular level, right? It's it's really known as systemic inflammation, which is body-wide inflammation, inflammation running throughout your body. And it is largely caused by 
oxidative stress. So we really want to be thinking of oxidative stress as like a little troublemaker. He's running around causing damage in the cells. And this really occurs when there's an imbalance of production between the harmful molecules called free radicals and the body's ability to neutralize them with antioxidants. And we, we love antioxidants because they really fight off that fight off inflammation and oxidative stress in the body. And this actually causes a slew of issues in the body, not just with your acne, right? This is going to be impacting uh, even your mental health. It's going to be promoting disease and aging in the body. Really, inflammation is at the core root of pretty much, Chris, every disease out there. There's going to be some level of inflammation. And in that skin department specifically, we're going to be seeing an excess of that oxidative stress triggering our body's immune response. And this really is the cause of inflammation that has both visible and invisible effects, right? The visible effect is the acne. There's invisible effects going on inside your body that you may not be even aware of. And some other things, it can also be really targeting um, and damaging the lipids, which are the fats present in, in your sebum, in your skin. And this is actually known as lipid peroxidation. And it leads to the formation of pro-inflammatory sub substances that are going to be leading to the development of those acne lesions on your face. So when we're really looking at that oxidative stress, this is going to be also impacting the body's ability to heal. It's going to be hindering your collagen production. It's going to be impairing your body's ability to repair tissue. And it's going to just be prolonging that inflammation, which can result in you having a much slower recovery from your acne breakouts and increases your likelihood of scarring. So Chris, how many times do we hear clients come in and say, oh my gosh, my acne is healing so much faster than it used oh, yeah. to? Just, oh yeah. All and the that's time. the thing. So my brain started in geek mode, so it's like hanging there. But you know, when I teach, it's hard to come out of those modes and I'm in the middle of teaching. Yeah, Chris is in the middle of her teaching at CSNN. Chris actually teaches yeah. RHNs so at the school. Here's a little connector. Our bodies produce free radicals. So it's a byproduct of cellular, cellular, again, oh my gosh, okay, send me a matcha. You know I'm desperate. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Don't send me it. Chris Don't never wants to have a matcha. Me. Chris, I, I, I'm convinced that you've never had a good quality matcha because if you say it's bitter and tastes like dirt, it's because you've had crappy uh, ones. So. When I come to your house, when I come to your house for dinner, which I invited myself for, I'm going to bring as my matcha. I'm, I'm just letting matcha. everybody know she in fact, invited her, her family, Paige and Paige's family. Yeah. And the dogs. And all the dogs probably so, too. Why not? back to my, let me just zone here. Leave me alone. I'm stressing. Oh my gosh. So it's that cellular reaction, meaning there is a chemical reaction. It's the metabolism of foods, breathing, vital functions, whatever it is. It's the byproduct of any cellular reaction. Super cool. The liver produces and uses free radicals dun, 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 for the detoxification pathways. So, of course, we have interplay with white blood cells. They send free radicals to destroy bacteria, viruses, and damaged cells. So if we have acne at some point, we have clogged pathways. We have something going on cellular and guaranteed at one level there's bacteria or acne wouldn't form. Even, you know, the white pustules, they are stagnant. That's stagnant bacteria. The red is the inflammation going on. The cystic acne, that's deep. So again, let's go further into that cellular pathway. So free radicals, and that's what we say. They say, you know, clients say, well, Chris, you talk about this oxidative stress and you talk about free radicals, but it does all good. It goes after the bacteria and the viruses. Why don't I want to create more of them? Why, why aren't you helping those pathways? Because these molecules, these free radicals, this oxidative stress, they're unstable. So it's like Aunt Ida. You know, you never know what you go get over when you go to visit her. So what happens is we have to match those chemical compounds with lifestyle habits and the client's history to see the possible triggers. Because we don't want to continue the inflammatory reactions. So step back once, it's a stressor that is creating inflammation. Can that be food? Absolutely. Katie, do we isolate food in the clear skin solution as the end-all be-all? Nope. No, 100%. because it's one factor. Can you please, just because we're here, can you go and debunk a little bit of some other factors we use? Yeah, of course, dietary component is, I always mm -hmm. say it's the foundation to which we build everything from because you can't 
out supplement a crappy diet. You need to be, you know, really focusing on that anti-inflammatory food. And something we hear quite often is, you know, when we have new clients coming into the Clear Skin Solution, you know, uh, the majority of them are really healthy eaters. They are doing a great job with what they're doing. You know, of course, there's going to be another large component that come in that, you know, they're they're eating Chick-fil-A every day and like they've never eaten an avocado or all all of those things because we always meet clients where they're at. But for that bulk of clients that come in and they're like, I don't know why I'm starting with an anti-inflammatory protocol. Like I'm already doing this. And our response is, yes, you're already doing this, but there's going to be tweaks that we need to be looking at. There's going to be level ups. There's there's always something that you're, you're unknowingly eating that you don't realize is going to be causing inflammation. And in conjunction with that, it's not just about the food that you're eating. We need to be looking at your lifestyle factors. This is a really big one. We need to be looking at there are certain medications you're taking. Are you taking supplements that may not be right for you? But when we look at how we're repairing inflammation, it really comes down to a combination of food, lifestyle, and supplements. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm already eating so well. Well, what's going on with your lifestyle? What's going on with your supplementation? And are you properly weaving all of those things together? Were you sipping your matcha when I was talking? Before we get in, that that was like, that was like, I'm I'm not prepared to, oh, I'm sorry. I opened my mouth and here came all this valuable information. I kind of feel like it's a two two matcha day today. I want to go make another one after this podcast. I just like sipping on it, Chris. But before we get into the different factors that cause inflammation and how to repair it, I want to talk about some of the inflammation Mm -hmm. symptoms outside of acne because there's so, so many of them. And often, um, you know, we'll have people saying, oh, well, like my digestion's not that bad, so I don't have any gut issues or this isn't so bad, so this isn't happening. But really, when we peel those layers back, we can see that inflammation is causing a whole slew of things. So other things we may be seeing, as we mentioned, could be mental health issues. Maybe you're struggling with yes. anxiety or depression, you know, things going on where you're, you're feeling a lot of brain fog. You're very tired. You're dealing with fatigue. You're having bloat. You're dealing with symptoms like IBS. You have leaky gut. Like leaky gut and inflammation are like the best of friends ever. And we're going to talk about why. Inflammation is shown in joint pain. So if you have joint pain, that arthritic-like pain, that is inflammation. We're going to be seeing that in muscle pain, in weight gain. We're going to be seeing that in other skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis. We're going to be seeing that in allergies, poor sleep, a low immune function. All of these things are core signs of inflammation in the body. There's a whole nother list of them, but I don't want to spend two hours listening on inflammation. So essentially what you're saying here, Chris, if this is fair, is oxidative stress Mm -hmm. is linked or we'll say believed for whatever purpose. It's oxidative stress is really very prevalent in chronic diseases, disorders, uh, right across, Across I mean, oh my gosh, even children, right? It's nuts how much we see that. Mm -hmm. That oxidative stress is the catalyst to everything Mm -hmm. to come. So as you're sitting here and you're listening, you're like, I have acne, please know, and I can say this with 100% confidence, that acne is the residual of the damage done by free radicals in the body or oxidative stress. I kind of use it like this, Katie. You know, f- flag football. Oh, because you play flag football? No, but I, I just came up with an For all analogy because I was trying to think, how okay, can I explain this? <laughs> say the analogy. I, I feel targeted. Um so- I told you, not having finished my matcha, I'm feeling feisty. Okay, we need a vote here. How many people would like more non-matcha, matcha, matcha, Katie, and or totally full of matcha before she comes on to podcast? Because I'm voting. You need to careful what you wish for, everybody. All right. So flag football. This is what happens in in a non-geek compound way. Okay. Essentially, it's my job to go and take Katie's flag, and then. We keep going. So what's happening is we, the cells, they're getting robbed by compounds because they need electrons. That's that's as geek as I'm going to go. And if they don't get it, they become imbalanced. So really, it's a chain reaction in the body and the prolification of even more free radicals. So the more my team goes and grabs those flags the less opposition I have and the more chaos I can create because we're outnumbered. You're outnumbered. I'm winning. Do you see how I won? Okay. So I just want to say, so that's what, that is the free radical analogy is, so we want to pair the game. So by going 
anti-inflammatory by calming those stress-like factors like Katie was like mentioning with whether it's the supplements or lifestyle habits of sleep, whatever it foods for sure. As we apply those to the body, what it does is it allows us it doesn't allow us to kind of like restart our game, but doesn't allow my team to continually take over. And then it gives Katie's team a little bit of a chance to take a breather, to go on the sidelines, to get coach instructions, get some water, these types of things. Does that make sense? Okay, I'll take that analogy. Yeah, And oxidative so. stress, just in another way, it's when we cut apples and they brown or avocados, that is oxidation. Mm-hmm. So the longer we expose it to, in the case of apples, is air, the longer we expose it to air, the more oxidation that's going to happen to that. So the longer we expose the body to the same insults, not talking air, we kind of need that vital. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. It. The insides become rampant with free radicals. And higher levels of oxidative stress, they're going to affect every organ system. Please let me tell you that. All the systems in the body. And then that's going to compound into, like you were saying, that chronic illness disorder disease. So I just wanted to kind of give somebody Mm -hmm. that visual because I'm a visual person. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So antioxidants maybe compound it. But we can go into that after. Yeah. Yeah. We can go into that. So now let's kind of go into the two main ways that inflammation gets impacted. That is going to be diet and lifestyle. So when we're looking at the dietary component, really that both the standard North American diet and a healthy diet done incorrectly, because there's a lot of times people are unknowingly eating healthy incorrectly. These two really pave the way for systemic inflammation. And there's a lot of foods that can be really, that are pro-inflammatory, meaning that they naturally increase inflammation in the body and also impact leaky gut, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. So please don't egg my house. Please don't slash my tires. And please don't troll me on Instagram for this list. I'm just reading I the think facts, she made everybody. it up. Pre-matcha. <laughs> I, I, I did not make it up pre-matcha. You know, I'm a people pleaser and I hate to let people down. So let's go through the list. Number one is going to be gluten. Number two is going to be (laughs) corn. Number three, we're going to see conventional dairy, raw dairy community. Please don't come at me. You guys scare me. Uh, Sugar and refined carbohydrates, hydrogenated oils and trans fats like vegetable oils, the canola, the rapeseed, the cotton, the koi, the soy, uh, alcohol and artificial ingredients like sweeteners, colors, flavors. Chris, is there anything in there that only I only thing I would add we got- is again we are biochemical, a uniqueness. So we, that's their genetic makeup, food intolerances. So again, mm, and course. precondition of disease or anti-inflammatory, those things are going to make that list a little bit uh, greater. Well, I want to talk about the food before, because I'm going to go and dig into each one of these. But before we do, I want to talk a quick bit on food intolerances because there's a little bit of confusion here. Food intolerances are a symptom Mm -hmm. of poor gut health. And we get these food intolerances by repeatedly assaulting our gut lining with these pro-inflammatory foods, the gluten, the corn, the conventional dairy, but also things like pesticides in our food, medications we're taking, all of these things. Okay, maybe we need to go into leaky gut a little bit now just so it makes sense. So leaky gut, which is a slang term for intestinal permeability, What this means is in your gut lining, there's a bunch of tight cell junctions and these tight cell junctions are nice and cozy up against each other and they just let the things that are supposed to come into the bloodstream. But when they start to get irritated and super angry, they start to pull apart and they can be they can have microscopic holes in your gut lining, which are allowing undigested food particles, toxins, bacteria, things that aren't supposed to be in your bloodstream. They let them into the bloodstream. And when they get into the bloodstream, they start to circulate through your through your bloodstream and through your body. And this leads to systemic inflammation. And when this happens, you can be getting food intolerances happening as well. Food intolerances is a symptom of poor gut health. So you can be getting food intolerances to things like a mandarin orange or a potato or a kidney bean. It doesn't just have to be those unhealthy, like those pro-inflammatory foods. They could be to literally anything because remember, those undigested food particles are going into the bloodstream and the your immune system's like, whoa, 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 you're not supposed to be here. I'm throwing a red flag on the play. See how I did that? You got the... 
like I like it. And they're they're mounting that immune response and you're saying you're not supposed to be here and then we're getting that food sensitivity. So that's kind of the combination of it, it's like the food tr- the food sensitivities are compounding on top of the pro-inflammatory foods. So let's go through this list because like I said I don't want hate mail. <laughs> so the important just send it to me. It's fine. Just send it to Chris. Show up in her yeah, DMs. I'll hang out with you. Please. So the issue is, and Chris, so I want to dig into this a little bit, is like we have really, especially here in North America, just destroyed so much of our food system, right? It's the way we've genetically modified the gluten, the way we've genetically modified, sorry, I should say genetically modified the wheat and all of the cousins to the wheat that contain the gluten, the way we've genetically modified and sprayed corn uh, and all of these different crops. You know, there, there is some emerging evidence that, you know, it could like our our issues with gluten could actually go back to the pesticides in the grains themselves that are impacting that digestive system. So it's just unfortunate that these once great food sources have been so genetically modified and now our bodies just can't handle them in that respect. So Chris, I know we get asked this question quite often by clients is, well, what about the grains in Europe because their food standards are higher? Six of one, half a dozen of another. So what I say is, in Italy, for example, they are really big on their food. So they ban genetically modified organisms. It doesn't mean that they're now not using a little more of the Western philosophies where they might not be cropping in quadrants. That's how we're supposed to crop, not single source um, and just redoing the same field year after year. So when we look at it as a whole, The quality, the love, the attention, the desire to even produce all of those crops, they go in too and then come back to us. So example is if I'm like mad and I'm cutting carrots and I feed my family that dish, that energy, this is people are going to be like, okay, she's totally flipped her lid. That energy can carry through because it's a live organism. So when it comes to European, they are not. Every European country is going to follow, like, say, the Italy standards. They're going to be a little bit more Western. So if you can tolerate it, please have a little bit of it. Enjoy yourself, right? We don't want to be stressing. I can't have anything and I'm on vacation because what's that going to do? Hello, oxidation. So go and enjoy it. But the quality is much different. Like I said, it's right from ground to harvest to table. Versus what we do since the Industrial Revolution. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, North America. Appreciate it. We've lost vital nutrients and minerals like zinc, selenium. Even our Earth's crustacean, this is as geeky as I'm going to get, even at the Earth, the crustacean in the soil has gone down so substantially that we don't have the quality to make it. And the minerals depleted, have literally been the depleted soil, out of our soil. It's which, like we're sh- which, the soil, the, the platform we have is almost like shrinking. So I'll leave it there mm-hmm. because I don't want people to be like, well, can you tell me about Germany? And do you think that New Zealand has the same? <laughs> You're going to have to become an expert <laughs> in countries and the way they right. cultivate I their crops. I just know that Italy That's gonna be another is podcast. by far still one of the people that tend to say we value one of the countries. Yeah, what did I say? Uh, people. Italy is not, not a people. people. It's a, a person. It's a country. Okay. It's not a person. It's a country, Chris. It's okay. Clearly, you need another coffee today because you go coffee. I don't Italy, watch, but that's, that's they value and they understand it a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going to leave that just to avoid, because um, I did open the hair, send me my email, but let, let's not do that. I'm about to post your email <laughs> in, the, in the show notes. So, okay. So I know after going through that list, that you're probably, if you know, if you've been eating this way, you're probably a little panicky. You're thinking, Katie, that is literally everything I eat. WTF, like, what am I supposed to eat? And listen, I feel you on this because if you know you're new to the podcast, you don't know much about my story. I grew up only eating gluten and dairy. That was in sugar, and like I ate much to my mom's disappointment. You know, anytime I could, I was like, my family called me Carbo Kate because all I ate was like fettuccine Alfredo, chicken fingers, you know, frozen pizzas, toaster. That actually makes me That was literally my entire diet. I'm holding back a gag right now. Just letting you know. 
I know. Like my I I ate that standard North American diet like I was the mascot of that standard North American diet. So I can completely appreciate those nervous feelings for ever anybody who's new to eating. So this is why we're going to break down some tips and some foods to be eating uh, in that respect. And let's go into lifestyle habits. So some other ways that your lifestyle can be impacting in chronic inflammation, chronic stress. Says who? Who has that? So for those that are like, oh my God, I already eat so healthy. I don't need to focus on reducing inflammation in my, my body before I get into my therapeutic protocols. How are your stress levels? Are you reducing your stress actively? How are you getting movement in your day? Because the sedentary lifestyle is also increasing inflammation. This doesn't mean you need to be training for a marathon, but getting some type of movement, whether that's walking or yoga or whatever that may be in your day today. What's your quality of sleep? Are you struggling with sleep deprivation? You know, are you burning the candle at both ends? Are you staying up well past when you should be getting to bed? In an ideal world, we should really be looking at getting seven to nine hours of quality sleep every single night. And if it's in my case, 10 to 11, because I love to sleep instead of, you know, getting four, five, six hours, because when our, our when we're sleeping, that's bringing our inflammation down, it's bringing our stress levels down. It's really allowing our body to cl- be cleaning house. And Chris, I know you l- also love talking about sleep. Well, first of all, I love sleep. <laughs> let's just let's love. start there. Who doesn't? But when we look at the oxidative stress, the free radicals. On the other side of that, it's called antioxidants, right? Which we'll get into more. But just because we're on the topic of sleep, those roles of antioxidants, they have, so melatonin is an important antioxidant. So what it does is it regulates the circadian rhythm. So our sleep wake cycle. So here's the thing. If we're fighting with insomnia or lack of sleep, not only does that perpetuate the stress and then the inflammation, but the fact is, is the antioxidants, which naturally decrease with age, don't always have the fighting chance to go. And what happens, it's a cyclical cycle and stressed inflammation, free radicals, boom, antioxidants depleted. And it's like, you know, a dog chasing its tail, right? No purpose at Mm -hmm. all. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why we really want to be getting that quality sleep. And, you know, you can go on and, you know, Google sleep hygiene on, you know, ways to be getting your body prepared to sleep, because I know sleep is something a lot of people really struggle with. Another one would be, you know, smoking and secondhand smoke is going to be impacting inflammation. Environmental pollutants like heavy metals in your day to day, pesticides in your day to day. So for me, you know, I live in the Niagara region, which is full of wineries and orchards, which is a very high spray area. Air doctor, air doctor. (laughs) I have air doctors everywhere. So if you're living in an area that's really high pesticide use, you know, doing things like having air purifiers and making sure you have clean drinking water um, and those types of things and actively doing, say, like I make sure I do a detox, you know, once or twice a year to help remove any of those built up pesticides from my body or the heavy metals just in your day-to-day environment. Are you, you know, are you using glass food storage containers? Are you still using plastic? You know, are we looking at our personal care products, our makeup, our, our cleaning products that have chemicals in them that can increase inflammation in our body? So it's really about fine-tuning. Another one is going to be obesity. So if you're somebody who who's overweight, that's also going to be increasing the inflammation in your body as well. And this is why we really start with that anti-inflammatory foundation for our clients, because it's not just about what you're eating. You know, And if you are eating great, we need to be up-leveling. We need to be really looking at those lifestyle factors. And another one that I want to quickly add in, in lifestyle, is your bowel movements. Are you having regular bowel movements every single day, one to three per day, long, smooth, snake, sausage-like with no straining? Because if you're dealing with, say, chronic constipation, your body's not able to get the toxins and bacteria and yeast out of the body quick enough. So those can start to reabsorb into the body, which can circulate and increase inflammation in your body. So that's where you can see bowel movements are also a really important part for those dealing with with inflammation in the body. And if you have acne, you're dealing with some level of inflammation in your body. I have two to add. Medications, use of um, antibiotics or chronic use of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And this one, this one's, please send the eggs to Katie's house. This one here. Come on now. Too much or over training in exercise. This is where we see usually caloric deprivation, so not enough 
food coming in to convert the energy for the output of the day. So this adds free radicals. And when we have two or when we have that overactive lifestyle, I'm just going to drop it here and leave it because, of course, we'll touch on it somewhere else. Mm-mm. We should do a podcast on the impact of I would love to. Yeah. On... Especially the interconnections. Like, right? high like the orthorexias, the yeah. anorexia, like just not so much into that mental health of it. But, you know, people can let us know. Um, so here's the thing with that too much mm-hmm. exercising. At the end of the day, usually it's not enough caloric intake or the wrong foods because we tend to be like, I want sugar because our body burns glucose first. And sugar is not just like sweets. It's also right. refined Even if you're eating all the beautiful things, one, is it balanced? Two, is it enough? And then we have a stress hormone and then that feeds certain things. So long story short is over-exercising. If you are over-exercising and you don't feel like it or you're doing high intensity or CrossFit or I always say like a you're like, yeah, or seven like days addicted a week. to it. Like, and people will say, oh my gosh, I love it. I have to work out or I don't poop or I don't do this, right? So it's, if we are, like, I love a spin class. Like that's a high intensity, but I know for my body, I can't be doing a spin class every day. Okay, want to know something about spin class? You know, when they say crank it up. Come on. I just, I just move my hand and yeah, I pretend. You do. <laughs> I, I do that. that I just make, and I change my spin class has done that. <laughs> okay. Well, you cheater. The oxidative stress. I don't want to explain it. Um, so, long story short, is body acne and sex hormones get directly impacted here through that oxidative stress. So, I'll leave that there. All right. So, now that we've gone through diet and lifestyle, I want to be talking about the difference between anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. and pro-inflammatory foods. So. We always focus on anti-inflammatory foods for our clients in the Clear Skin Solution, and then we build from that. So we'll go into their more therapeutic protocols where it's still anti-inflammatory, but maybe we're more focused on candida. So there's certain certain foods we have to temporarily avoid and really massively reduce the pro-inflammatory or eliminate altogether while we're actively working to clear up acne. We really want to be essentially focusing on the outside aisles of the grocery store, not the inside aisles, because the outside aisles don't have ingredient lists. This is where your fruits and your vegetables and your proteins are going to be. Because remember, even when we go into those inside aisles and we're getting something labeled gluten-free, dairy-free, organic, non-GMO, those can actually still be laden with pro-inflammatory foods like refined sugar, sugars, vegetable oils, refined starches that we're just getting tricked by the marketing. It's like, oh, this box of cookies is organic and gluten-free. They have to be healthy for me. But when we look, turn over the box and we read that ingredient list, we're going to be saying, oh, sugar is the second ingredient. Oh, they're using canola oil. Oh, there's refined starches in here. And this is just going to be increasing that inflammation. And this is not to say that you can never eat those things. Absolutely not. Like we want to be taking that 80-20 approach you know, we, we have those more sparingly and we do that outside of, say, a therapeutic protocol. And when we talk about a therapeutic protocol, this is a very focused way of eating, way of taking supplements, different lifestyle habits that's done for a set period of time. It's therapeutic. We're doing this with a purpose in mind, which we'll be discussing a little bit later. So the bonus here is that anti-inflammatory foods are also antioxidant-rich foods, right? And we want antioxidants because they help fight that acne-causing oxidative stress in the body. So what we're going to do is we're going to list out some of our favorite anti-inflammatory, antioxidant-rich foods. This is not an exhaustive list because, again, we'd be here forever. So if you want to learn more outside of the things that we list, just go to Google, type in, you know, top anti-inflammatory foods, um, and it'll bring up a a lovely list. But what we're also going to do for you is in our show notes, we have linked this list so that way you can go and download it and, and keep it for reference. So Let's go through it. Uh, Berries. Who doesn't love some berries? So really think about those dark pigmented foods. Those are going to be very rich in antioxidants. So the wild blueberries, things like strawberries and raspberries and blackberries, they are packed with antioxidants, including um, an antioxidant, which is an anthocyanin. And these are very strong anti-inflammatory properties. And also this is why you know before I go through the list, Chris, is eating with the seasons is really important because here in Canada, we're not getting strawberries in January and February. Those are going to be have to be shipped from California. And when they're picked in California, they're picked before they're even ripe. They're still white and green when they're picked. 
So they're not getting their full nutrient profile that a, you know, strawberry from you know, like, like here in Ontario in the middle of June and July is going to have. So this is why I'm really, I really love eating with the seasons because not only is it cheaper, but you're going to be getting a much higher nutrient profile in your food. And if you are somewhere, you know, like here in Canada where we don't get, you know, fruits and a lot of vegetables all year long, this is where having, you know, frozen fruits and vegetables can come in handy because those are always packed at the height of the height of their ripeness. So that way you are getting those. So for me, like my kids love wild blueberries. So I'll go to Costco and buy a big Costco size bag of wild blueberries and they'll just snack on them out in a bowl or you can put, be putting them in the smoothie, right? Or like when we go to farm markets here in the summer, I'll actually save a bunch of the local organic strawberries and I'll clean them up and I'll freeze them. So that way we can be using them for jams and smoothies during the winter times. That's just a little side note. We're also going to be looking at things like leafy greens. So your spinach, your kale, your Swiss chard, these are really rich in antioxidants and vitamins like vitamin K. And this is a great mineral that really helps combat inflammation. We're also going to be seeing this in our fatty fish because these fatty fish are rich in omega-3 fatty acids very, very potent anti-inflammatory properties. They're also going to be providing, you know, essential nutrients like uh, vitamin D and selenium. So when we're looking at the cold water fatty fish, let's think salmon, let's think mackerel, sardines. These are all great sources of those omega-3s. Then we're going to be looking at your extra virgin olive oil, like a quality extra virgin olive oil. Because Chris... Let's just kind of like quickly do a a sidebar here is the quality of extra virgin olive oil is really, really important because a lot of them on the store shelves are either cut with uh, canola oil because extra virgin olive oil is a little bit more or costly to produce. And how is it packaged? Is it in a dark, is it in a dark bottle, like a dark green and like a, a black bottle to really preserve the nutrients? Because counterfeit Extra virgin olive oil runs yeah. rampant. Well, it's easy to produce. If you're paying $7.99, please think twice. It pains Steve when he comes home and he's like, I'm just letting you know this bottle costs $18. And my reply is, I'm just letting you know it helps with anti-aging. And that's done. And that's how, and that's and that's done that's how we work. Don't worry. I'm not going to take that anti-aging little carrot you just dangled in front of me uh, for Steve because I don't want him to hate me and send me hate mail either. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't, I haven't found it in the bathroom and he's just liberally applying it. (laughs) Yeah, he's just applying all that anti-aging. Steve always steals all his skin and Chris. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Facts. So the extra virgin olive oil, what's great about these guys is they have some really wonderful monounsaturated fats and polyphenols that are great anti-inflammatory. And remember, extra virgin olive oil is best for salads in low heat. So anything under 350, if you're going to be cooking above 350, this is where like an avocado or coconut oil would be much better. Um, Also things like nuts and seeds in moderation, right? Our almonds, our walnuts, these are great sources of healthy fats, fiber, lots of antioxidants and a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. Chris, my next next one's my favorite though. You ready? Can you guess what it is? It's green tea. It didn't say which means matcha. It's matcha. green tea. Well, matcha unrefined. is, what I love about matcha is it it's unrefined, but it's not, well, I shouldn't say fully unrefined, but it's green tea. You're just steeping the tea leaves with matcha. It's actually, they've ground down the entire tea leaf itself. So you're ingesting the entire leaf. And green tea is really rich um, in these powerful antioxidants. I can never say it. Catchins? Yeah. yeah. Did I say it correctly this time? When somebody mixes yeah. it up, I, you know, my it's brain one of those words, was like, ah. It's one of the words I can't say. Um, and it's a really great antioxidant because it's wonderfully anti-inflammatory. So this is why I love having a matcha every single day. Also things like ginger. Ginger contains gingerol, which is a bioactive compound. Super, again, potent anti-inflammatory. So you can be, you know, putting this on, like, I really like grating this into sauces, grating onto veggies, having a tea, putting it into smoothies. And then we're going to be looking at turmeric. So the active compound in turmeric, curcumin, extremely potent anti-inflammatory. There's lots of studies that have shown that the isolated curcumin in turmeric is uh, more powerful than NSAIDs when it comes to inflammation and joint pain. So this is why we'll be seeing turmeric in a lot of places. This, again, sprinkling on dishes, putting in salad dressings, things like that. Garlic in its sulfur compounds are incredibly anti-inflammatory. They're going to be supporting your immune function, of course. Raw cacao, which is the pure form of chocolate that hasn't been adultered. It has a, we want to be looking for raw cacao with a high cacao content, rich in antioxidants, flavonoids, lots of wonderful anti-inflammatory. Then I want to be talking about the color for vegetables right? We want to be getting, Chris, and this is something that 
for our clients that are coming and eating really healthy already, this is where we try to get them to up level, is focusing on a rainbow of food. Instead of eating the same 15, 20 foods you eat day in and day out, we want to be making sure we're getting a variety because this is going to be giving us a much more diverse a range of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that combat inflammation because every color of the rainbow provides different nutrients for your body. So things like, you know, bell pep- red bell peppers, tomatoes, broccoli, sweet potatoes, all of those colorful foods, we want to really be eating a rainbow and in rotation. Uh, of course, the avocado, those rich monounsaturated fats, antioxidants, fiber, and dark cherries. Dark cherries have really incredible anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties that are great for helping to reduce exercise-induced inflammation. So those are just some of the ones. Anything else you wanted to add to that, Chris? That's my list of favorites. Actually, I want to give everybody listening a little challenge because when you download the PDF and look at the list, of course, it's not absolutely comprehensive. We would probably have a 45-page document. However, when you look at that list and you're like, oh, I eat like this, my challenge to you is how many of those foods do you eat? Do you eat or consume them more than three times a week? Could you up-level and add other foods in there? I always say Brussels sprouts. Like I'm walking in the grocery store every single time. I'm like, oh, Brussels sprouts, when did you get here? Hey, right? And then in the goes the cart. So there's different, there's so many different things. One little nugget I do want to talk about with regards to, because our clients sometimes do come in with... LDL, so the bad cholesterol. So when we're talking about those monounsaturated or the MCT, there's certain oils, if we're recommending them, that we actually want you to ingest because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't ingest fats. That's the problem. No. Trans fats, because they break down as sugars and a sugar diet, that is your cholesterol connection. But cholesterol, so our good cholesterol or HDL, it also has antioxidant benefits. So as Katie's giving you the list of all these beautiful antioxidants, these fat components, these cholesterol-like links, get them in because that's a powerful way to start repairing damaged blood vessels, reducing oxidation, which meaning we want to add oxygen to low-density lipoproteins instead of continually how, how can I say this non-geek? Fats don't like air. They oxidize. they oxidize. So what happens is we need we need to get them ingested and used and not create free radicals that can compound other, you know, issues. No, I was going to say pro tip about fats, fats oxidizing. This applies to yeah. your nuts and your seeds and your oils. So a pro tip here is store your nuts and seeds in the fridge, mm. like whatever you're going to be using in the next few weeks or the month. And eat, like, cause I buy my nuts and seeds in bulk cause they're cheaper that way. And then store the extras in the freezer. So that way you're protecting the precious fats because they can be oxidizing and going rancid without you being, without you being able to taste it um, on your palate. Or things like your avocado and your olive oil, I'll keep enough that I'll need for the week in a dark colored uh, jar on the counter. So that way I, I can be using it in cooking and in salad dressings. And then anything that I'm not, because again, I buy them in bulk and I'll be keeping the rest of it in the fridge. So that way, when I've depleted what I need for the week, I'll take it out of the fridge, let it come to room temperature, and then I'll fill it up and put it back in the fridge. So that way I'm protecting those really precious fats without yeah, going Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, here's kind of how it breaks down with that cholesterol and or, you know, fats versus sugars, whatever. We need to keep the blood flowing to the heart. A little bit vital, I'd say. Kind, yeah. And the, the kidneys kind of filter the blood. And the kidneys are, in traditional Chinese medicine, linked to acne. So what you're eating absolutely compounds the effects or the buildup of fatty plaque, artery walls, cardiovascular, arthrosclerosis. Wow, that, 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 was, uh, that was... There you go. You know, so that's Spit it out. how, if we just break down that one food. So we're not going to always go into those details. I just thought I'd use this opportunity to bring it back in. So if you have high cholesterol, let me ask you this. Do you have higher free radicals? There we go. All right. 
Now, before we finish up is I quickly want to go over three of those core body systems for acne and they're linked to systemic inflammation, right? Because we really need to be looking at digging deeper and repairing the body systems that are increasing inflammation. Because if we're just eating anti-inflammatory foods, but we're not addressing the body systems, we're we're not Mm going to really do much here, right? So we need to be looking at your gut, your detox organs, and your hormones. And these are the first three pillars of our five acne clearing pillars that we work with our clients. So leaky gut. We really want to be starting here because as we mentioned, we already discussed leaky gut. Um, Inside your gut, it's actually particularly your intestines. It's home to trillions of different microbes and bacteria that are known as your gut microbiota. These bacteria really play a crucial, crucial role in maintaining our overall health. When the balance of that good and bad bacteria in the gut is disrupted by poor diet, stress, antibiotic use, medications, whatever it may be, this leads to that unhealthy gut microbiome. So when the microbiome is in balance, it really infects the integrity of the intestinal lining, leading to the intestinal permeability, that leaky gut, which we've already talked about. So this is why we really need to be focusing on the health of the gut, rebalancing the microbiome. Um, You know, you can go back and listen to last season. We did an episode on candida. I can't remember the episode the episode number. And we, you know, one of our first few episodes in season one was also on the gut. So go back and listen to that one. Because we need to be, you know, focusing on repairing that gut lining, rebalancing the microbiome, and really nurturing it and reducing that inflammation, which we're doing through that anti-inflammatory diet, you know, probiotics specific to your gut. Again, go listen to the probiotic episode. And maybe, you know, you need additional gut repairing things. Like, again, this is going to be individual. Maybe it's aloe vera juice. Maybe it's L-glutamine. Maybe it's zinc carnosine. Whatever that issue is in your gut, we need to be repairing that gut lining. Then next up, Chris, is of course our stagnant detox pathways, especially the liver and the kidneys. Now, when we're looking at our liver, this is one of our primary organs responsible for detoxification. It's filtering and removing drugs, toxins, metabolic waste from our bloodstream. But if the liver stored emotions, the liver in traditional Chinese medicine is known as the seat of anger. So this is why if you've ever done a detox and you get a little irritable, it could be that we're releasing some of these stored emotions. Like, Chris, remember when I was doing all of those treatments uh, last year, it was heavy detoxification. And we were like, boy, is Katie's liver angry right now? Because I was so irritable just from that flushing of the detox systems. Remember, like if our liver is overburdened and not functioning optimally, toxins can start accumulating into the body. We could also be seeing hormone imbalances start uh, increasing because the liver is not able to filter and detoxify. And again, those factors like poor diet, alcohol, environmental pollutants, you know, certain medications are all going to be impairing our liver function. And you already mentioned the kidneys. So remember, like we need our detox systems to be effectively processing and eliminating toxins so that they aren't circulating in the body, contributing to oxidative stress and inflammation, which is damaging the cells and leading to that systemic inflammation. But do not, do not, do not, do not, because I have to put the caveat in here. Please. Oh, yes, do oh, it. Oh, because it say, irritates please. the snot out of me. Do not think, well, then all I have to do is just run a detox or a cleanse. Mm-hmm. Can we hold here for a second? Because like, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, hold, I think this is fantastic. So you have we know that our body uses antioxidants with the impact of the free radicals, right? Obviously, our diet, the anti-inflammatory, all of these boast up tools in order to enhance what we already, the body knows what to do. Let's say that. So I want to look at one little nugget here called glutathione. So glutathione is made in the body. It's the most important master antioxidant. It is, and we've all seen them at the park. And if this is you, it's just your glutathione. So it's not an insult, but it's, (laughs) so mama's with Johnny. And Johnny wants to go up the slide. So mama's holding Johnny's hand. Okay, then his waist. Okay, Johnny, hold on, hold on. Don't move, buddy. Let mama come up and goes down the slide with Johnny. Picks him up before his feet can touch. That is glutathione. Glutathione does not allow the free radicals to go and cause premature cell death and all these other things to grab your flag, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the master antioxidant. This is the liver's secret weapon. It's not so secret because... We just exposed it. However, we also, it 
glutathione's a pre, like it needs precursors. So, you know, you were talking amino acids, cysteine, glycine, glutamic acid. These things also help repair the body, right? So precursors to antioxidants in addition to that. But we also have to bring them in because some of these can be essential amino acids, meaning only available in your diet. Don't worry, I'm going to connect it all together. I've got it in my head. I'm on a roll. I know you are. I'm just waiting. I'm going to have a sip. Okay. I'm going to have a sip of water. So then we look at other antioxidants. So we have to look at vitamins A, C, E, right? We're looking at beta carotenes. We're looking at maybe CoQ10 and selenium and zinc, copper, manganese, bioflavonoids. Why? And this is how and why we love the HTMA. <laughs> I don't think I ever not mention it because I do love it. She's obsessed, everybody. If you haven't figured it out, Chris is obsessed with the HTMA. So as this is what I'm life. saying. This is why it's vital. Because if we don't have all sulfur pathways, our manganese pathways, or if we have antagonistic copper that's supposed to support the immune system, but it could be driving up estrogen, we want to see where these cofactors are so that we can determine the support the liver has in order to get it moving. That is why mm-hmm. we love H. That is why I really love HTMAs. Okay, I'm done. So moral of the story is we want to be making sure before we do a detox is that we have all of the right players in place because a big issue we see is clients doing a detoxification when they haven't opened up their colon, when their lymph is stagnant, when yep. their kidneys aren't working. So there is a lot of setup that needs to be done before you go into a detox or else you're just going to feel horrendous and make everything And this is my variety and rotation in so, that list. So download the list. Am I eating variety and rotation? Mm-hmm. Because we can get these through food, right, Katie? We mm-hmm. can, so we can support yeah. our bodies already set in motion tools to with food. Now, if we have leaky gut, if we have food intolerances, if we have acne, if we have anything, your body's ability to digest might be suffering a little bit. However, that's what we're going to focus on too. So it's never not about the gut because it's always about the gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last up, everybody's favorite topic, uh, hormones. <laughs> everybody Remember, but Chris. Need, alongside, we need to be Everybody but everybody listening's favorite topic. Now, we know that hormones are chemical messengers, right? They help regulate all of our different body functions, including inflammation and oxidative stress. So when we have imbalances in our hormone levels because of chronic stress, poor nutrition, inadequate sleep, medications like the birth control pill, whatever it may be, this is going to be impacting our inflammation. So for example, when we have high levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which is associated with the chronic stress, this can be leading to increase of inflammation in the body. As well, these hormone imbalances can actually be disrupting the body's antioxidant systems, leading to a reduced production against oxidative stress. So this is why you really need to be taking a multifaceted approach in order to bring the inflammation down, you know, get that oxidative oxidative stress in in a healthy range in order to not only clear up your skin, but have your body working in a really optimal way. Anything else you wanted to add to the hormones, Chris, before we finish up? That you have way more than just sex hormones in your body, like you were mentioning. And all those hormones are fat-based. So is it really one before the other, the other before one? Definitely get in good fats. Don't be scared of them, right? That's all I want to say. Don't be scared of your good fats. Watch your sugar intake, the good, healthy, download the PDF, give the tools we've given. And within two weeks, you should start to see some nice calming. First steps, calm the body. So you should see some nice calming attributes. Love it. All right, you guys, that's it for us here on Fueling the Acne Fire, Inflammation, Oxidative Stress. Remember to download the handout in the show notes so that way you get a nice little concise um, list of all of those anti-inflammatory foods we talked about. And next week, we have a super fun topic, and it's Ask, Ask the Nutritionist. So what we did is we pulled my Instagram any questions they had didn't have to be, you know, nutrition related. We're answering them all on next Wednesday. We will see you there. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.